Let me uh, share something very private with you. The first time I saw this, I honestly cried. And as, as a hard-hearted person as I am, Allah, forgive me, it's very rare. It's very, very, very sad. They just don't want Muslims in India. Mm. And let me let me send this message to uh, Modi or whatever he is. Look, this is the world of Allah. This is the Ard of Allah. This is the earth belonging to Allah. You are going to die soon, very soon because of age. I'm not, it's not a threat. You're saying you're old, right? You're mm. going to go back to Allah. Whether you like it or not, you can burn yourself. You can take your ashes and scatter them all over Ganga or Nanga or whatever else, right? But in the end, you're going to go back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and you're going to hold, be held accountable for what you're doing. Don't think uh, your cow gods or your blue guys or, or your half elephant, monkey, whatever, are going to be able to help you in front of Allah. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullah. If you're new to our channel, come on now. You should know who the three Muslims are by now on YouTube. Hit that like button. Hit the subscribe button. Uh, we got Sheikh Uthman ibn Farooq back. If you haven't checked out the live stream we did with him that just dropped, inshallah, link in the description. Without further ado, let's go in. being allowed to attend classes because of the hijab. They argue that the headscarves are part of the religious faith. It's not a part of a uniform, but it's part of a culture. We have been following this since a very long period of time. MJ was a college known for respecting all the cultures. But now if they do this, it's as if they're telling against our culture. We are not against any of the religion. We are not protesting against anyone. It's just for our own right. Here, Hindu students arrive at schools with saffron hats and shawls. This color seen as a Hindu symbol. They oppose their student colleagues for wearing the headscarves. There are concerns that outside organizations may be instigating the protests. A place of learning has now become a battleground for the two communities. The Hindu nationalist BJP government insists that all schools should follow the dress code and that there is no place. Whew. <laughs> Subhanallah. So let me... Um share something very private with you. Um, the first time I saw this, I honestly cried. And as, as a hard-hearted person as I am, Allah, forgive me, it's very rare. Um, but uh, it's very, very, very sad. Um, I'm definitely impressed with the sister. May Allah protect her and help her. Mm -hmm. uh, but I didn't cry because of that. I actually cried because of the pathetic state that the Muslim brothers are in. Um, where are where, where your men? Where are the men? Um, if that was a location, forget about if it was my biological sister or mother or daughter, but if that was a location I was in, I would say that, that you know, if I'm not out there defending my sister in Islam against those men, uh, against, uh, can you call those men? I don't know. Uh, against those things, um, why am I alive? Like, why am I here? You know? Um, I, I, I really was very disheartened by the state of the Muslim men, 
in the world, right? Um, that uh, being said, I also have one other important point that I want to make regarding this video before we discuss more is, uh, is a reminder for my sisters in Islam around the world that are living in places where, alhamdulillah, they are able to fulfill this obligation of hijab and they're not doing it. Like, well, what's your excuse? You know, uh, look at this sister and our other sister. This is just one example. Uh, other sisters, uh, whether it be in France or whether it be in China or whether it be in, uh, I mean, used to be Turkey. I don't know how the situation is right now, but also, I mean, India, as we're seeing in other places in, in Europe, uh, where our Muslim sisters are not being given their rights to be able to fulfill their religious obligation. But if you're in a place where you don't have that struggle and you're still not wearing it, how are you gonna how are you gonna answer in front of Allah? Hmm. I have one more point, but I'm gonna wait on that one. <laughs> very beautifully said, mashallah. I just want to point out it's it's very hypocritical for Hindu nationalists to protest Muslim sisters wearing hijab by pulling up with their own tradition. Like they, they are a walking contradiction. If they want to push against uh, the hijab and everything, why do it while wearing your own? And even for, like, especially for secular countries to have, especially if they're backed up kind of with Western ideologies and everything, and obviously Hindu nationalists or something else, uh, it's really hypocritical, especially for the West and, you know, people outside of India to look at this and to glance over and gloss over it when they use the excuse of liberty and freedom and free speech and Free, you know, freedom of choice and the, the bill of rights that Thomas Jefferson wrote, which include freedom of religion and freedom of choice and freedom of speech, completely out the window when it comes to mm. North Korea, India, they completely forego it. China. Basically. Mm. You know, that, that was actually my other point that I was saving, but that, that's uh -huh. exactly the point. The hypocrisy of people like the Human Rights uh, Watch and all these groups that uh, if a Muslim country um, orders women to dress modestly, then everybody's up in arms. But when non-Muslim countries like France, like India, like other countries that you know are are stopping a woman's own choice, it's not like she's being forced. Her own choice to fulfill a religious obligation. Silence, mum, right? It's, it's so hypocritical. I mean, France is the worst case of hypocrisy where nowadays you are obligated by the French government to cover your face with a mask, but you are ticketed or written up as a crime if you do the same thing with the religious intent. That means this was never about public safety. This was never about, you know, the, the, the fake excuses that they put out there. Oh, when somebody's face is covered, how do they know? Well, right now with Corona, when you're mandating that you got to wear a mask, what happened to your, your, your excuses now, right? So now if a woman wears niqab with a religious intent, now you want to give her a ticket because somehow public safety is affected. But the same woman could wear a mask and say, hey, I'm just doing this for Corona. And then like, thank you for, thank you for being a great citizen. It, it's just a hatred for Islam and, and it's unmasked no pun intended, unmasked mm -hmm. here during the corona thing um, mm -hmm. because it is, it, and, and there is Hindu nationalism made me sick saying that um, 
whatever that. It's nothing but a hatred for Islam, right? May Allah protect our brothers and sisters in India. Uh, you know, it's it's a it's you know they they had a bill earlier where if you are a Christian or a Buddhist or a Hindu and you're oppressed in any other country, you could come to India. The only ones they don't want are Muslims. Mm-hmm. Right? It's very evident. Read the, I mean, the, the, the BJP, RSS, right wing, um, whatever they call themselves, the uh, orange peel looking guy. They just don't want Muslims in India. Mm. And let me let me send this message to uh, Modi or whatever he is. Or, Look, this is the world of Allah. This is the Ard of Allah. This is the earth belonging to Allah. You are going to die soon, very soon because of age. I'm not, it's not a threat. You're saying you're old, right? Um, right? You're mm. going to go back to Allah, whether you like it or not. You can burn yourself. You can take your ashes and scatter them all over Ganga or <laughs> Nanga or whatever else, right? But in the end, you're going to go back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and you're going to hold, be held accountable for what you're doing. Don't think uh, your cow gods or your blue guys or or your half elephant monkey, whatever, are going to be able to help you in front of Allah. Mm. Not going to India anymore. Yeah. SubhanAllah. And that's why Dr. Zakan like today. May Allah protect him. Has so many bodyguards, bro. Literally, like, He's he's left India, but it's like India can't leave him. Subhanallah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So why do you think they are so against Muslims and Islam? Because look, when Muslims were a little bit more on the religion than they are now, I'm not gonna say they were fully on it, but when they mm-hmm. were better, they ruled India. Right? They were a minority, but they led. And that's the golden age they talk about where all their famous monuments that they talk about, the Taj Mahal or the Qutub uh, Minar or all these places that they love to show off on their tourism trips were built by these Muslims, right? The Mughals or whether it was Mahmoud al-Ghaznavi or Ahmad Shah Abdali, historically Muslims were, 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 when they were on it, they were leaders and they realized that. And then they realized the Muslims are weak right now in their Iman, in their faith, they're practicing because of a lot of the bid'ah and weaknesses that we have in the ummah, they're taking advantage of it to try to just crush it. What they don't realize is that Allah SWT always has that plan. The more they push, the more the ummah will push back, right? This is going to wake us up. When we were we as a Muslim ummah were thinking, oh, I'm my Hindu neighbor is so nice. We're going to do eat together and then do Diwali together and all this kind of stuff. Now they realize, nah, that's not the way it is. Haq is haq. And batil is batil. Hmm. Interesting. I have some other things, but I'm just going to be quiet. No, no. Throw them out, bro. This is why we're recording. Oh, man. That's exactly why I shouldn't. <laughs> you know, I think... <laughs> um... We have a saying, and I speak a few different languages, right? Um, but we have a saying, uh, which is that, I'll just translate, which is when it's when a deer nears its time for death, he runs towards the city. What does that mean? That means like when the deer is in their forest and they're living their life, I mean, you know, they live their life. But when they get to the city, 
people would see it and hunt it or, you know, maybe get hit by a car or whatever. So it would be like, it would be it going towards its end, not realizing it sometimes, right? Um, in English, we have uh, a statement. It's a wise saying, which is uh, sometimes the path you take to avoid your destiny is the path to your destiny, right? So sometimes you see somebody get really loud and then uh, like like the like the qawm of Ad and Thamud and Lut. When you look at these aqwam, they peaked their arrogance against Islam right at the time that was before their destruction. Right? Qawm Lut, for example, they were out there celebrating, trying to do their thing with uh, these two malaika not realizing they're malaika and they're, they're they're parading they're celebrating they're gonna do this you know horrible you know uh, thing with force against these what they thought were young men and and they didn't realize that that was what would bring the destruction right the other aqwam we talked about right they would say where is the punishment for Allah show us the punishment for Allah or they would see clouds coming when Rasulullah saw the clouds coming People would get happy. He would his face would change, hmm. right? He would turn to salah. He would pray. He would make du'a. And Aisha radhiyallahu being very intelligent, uh, she would ask him why. Umar Sallallahu people become happy when they see cloud wise. That he says because Ali Sattusam he told her that because the earlier nation sometimes they would see these things coming as a mercy, but they were the destruction. What do we know if Allah has written that destruction for us? So he knew Allah. He knew the power of Allah. So he was always careful. People today. Uh, like these whatever RSS BJs, uh, BJP, whatever, right? Um, they don't know the power of Allah, right? They don't realize mm. it, so they're they're increasing in their harshness toward it's not towards Muslims. Mm -hmm. In the end, Muslims are just people, in the end, you're taking on Allah and you will never win. Allah is Halim, you know, Halim, He is slow to anger, Allah gives you time. It gives you chances. We, we 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 call on Modi today to make tawbah, turn back to Allah, become a Muslim. You know it's the truth. We call on these guys, stop your trying to oppress Muslims. Because in the end, Allah is our mawla. Allah is our protector. When then Allah brings that punishment, then, you know, what happened to Fir'aun? Right? What happened to Qumilut? What happened to Thamud? What happened to Ad? What happened to... Uh, what happened to the Quraysh you know, against the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu right? Hmm. How Allah gave victory, what happened in Badr and so on. You know, so we we want good for all of mankind. We want good for RSS and BJP and Modi. We want them to become Muslim. We want them to make tawbah. We want them to turn back and realize the purpose of their creation was not to worship a monkey or wear ugly orange thingies that they wear, whatever, right? Uh, I mean, in the end, the purpose of the Christian is to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Hmm. So. Alhamdulillah, man, there's really not much else to say. Well, yeah. I will say this. Yeah. Um, I just want to say once again, um, I'm a nobody and maybe nobody's going to watch me anyway, so it doesn't really matter, but because you guys are cool, and somebody watches this from the sisters of in India. Um, our dua is with you. I wish we were there physically. Uh, wallahi, I would be the first one to line to protect you. 
and uh, I, I, I shame our brothers in India for not doing it. And I hope that they will do it and they will stand and they will protect our sisters. And, uh, you know, um, I, I invite all those BJP, RSS, orange thingy guys to come to San Diego and wallahi, just come, 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 come here. I got you. Alhamdulillah. Allahu Akbar. That's it. I will I will personally barbecue up a nice steak for you guys. <laughs> well it does it really does break my heart, man. Just just thinking about how good we have it. That's why I like that you were saying that what excuse do women in in safe haven countries that aren't, you know, France and India and you know in, in certain places of China, Xinjiang and all this, like what excuse do we have? And the men that are in these areas, what are you doing not protecting your women? If you're doing it, alhamdulillah. But but this is a message to to men that aren't protecting their women folk. They don't have ghira. You know, this is what the whole live stream we did with Sheikh, you know, earlier was on. You know, it's where has manhood gone and where has where's the ummah gone? Honestly, like there's Muslims, but there's no Islam in the behavior, honestly. And I think this is something that, you know, I myself will definitely reflect on after this podcast and anyone watching this or this reaction video, anyone watching this, inshallah, please make time to reflect on this. Renew your intentions. Understand that the time is limited. If you're not Muslim, your time is still limited. You're still going to meet the creator. Just because you're not Muslim doesn't mean you're not going to meet Allah. Allah is not a Muslim God, right? So we're all going to meet Allah. And when we do, don't regret, you know, Wishing, oh, if I had more time, or I wanted to do this, or I wanted to do, or I, I wanted to protect that girl, but you know, it was this, this. Come on. Yeah, yeah, beautiful point, mashallah. I just want to add one simple thing. What's the worst that can happen? What you die, and then you go to Allah Shahid. Why is that bad? That's, That's, it. That's it. Life's terminal to begin with. What are you going to live forever? Mm-hmm. Our sisters in India, stay strong. Allah protect you. Stay strong. Allahumma. Amin. Amin. Rabbil Alamin. Oh, yeah, it's um, it was a personal experience, so I don't know if I should leave it out, but um, yeah, bro, let it out otherwise. Colors. Listen, Come on. we can't be afraid, you know, as like Muslim men, like we can't be afraid to stand firm on the deen and you know, just do what we are held accountable to do, which is. No, stand our ground. That's and it. you gotta think about it, like Rami said, like the Sheikh said, I think Fire said it as well. But like this life is terminal, like we are not making it out of here alive. And look, just the other week, just the other week I'm out here in Thailand and I got into an accident. Really? I got into a, a motorbike accident. But alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. Neither myself nor the other two people involved, no one got hurt. Right? A few days pass. You know, when you go through an uh, an incident like that, you kind of have like psychologically, like you're driving, like you're, you're real tense because you don't know like, oh, I don't want it to happen again. A few days later, almost got into a second accident. So, wallahi, it was like this close. And as I'm driving to the masjid, 
in my head, this thought comes up of like, yo, during Aster time, it's the most craziest on the street over here in Phuket. So I'm like, you know what? I should just stay home and not go to the masjid during Aster time. You know, that would be safe. And then, like, as I was praying at the end, like, I was really thinking about, I'm like, really, bro? Like, you're, you're going you're gonna to not go to the masjid because you want to play it safe. Like, you do realize you're going to die at some point. And if you die, like, you're just going to the creator. Yeah. So, I just want to give that example as, like, Mashallah. to show people. Yeah, you know, like, it doesn't matter what you feel. Like, if you... If you're if you're afraid to stand up, look, that's all right. That's normal. That's natural. But you should still stand up. You should still do something. Hmm. Allah protect you, and maybe you should drive a little bit. But no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. No, I should drive. I'm just a messing better. with you, bro. I'm just messing with you, man. Allah protect mm-hmm. you. That's a great point, though, man. Allah protect us all. You know, um, Allah. Again, like I said, I mean, I I, I feel really. Uh, uh, I wish I wish I was in India that I could do what I could do, but uh, unfortunately, I don't think they're giving me a visa. But um, but not after this one, anyway. <laughs> um, but I ask Allah to protect our sisters, and I encourage them if they hear this message that our du'a is with you and our tears and our fear. I mean, we understand your fears and we we feel it, and we we're we're with you and. Our brothers, we hope, will will step up and do what they should be doing. And uh, you know, it's, it's not like two or three of you guys out there, man. I mean, uh, 150 to 200 million Muslims out there, you know. And uh, you know, I know the Hindus are more, but so what, man? I mean, you know, we were out here in San Diego, going out to the park. Don't think we're just saying this, sitting around our living rooms or something. We're out here, you know. The Muslims are way outnumbered here, right? And we go out there and do what we got to do and say we got to do and We've been attacked, we've been threatened, we've held that mm. didn't face us, you know. And a lot of people tell us, Oh, why don't you guys take women out and do the dawah with you? And and this is a good example why we don't, because we don't want them to be put in harm's way. Um so we ask Allah to protect us all. We ask Allah to make the situation easy for our Muslim brothers and sisters in India, and we are with them. We we are one ummah when they are in pain, whether they're Muslims in France or in China or in Africa or in any other part of the world, or we feel that pain. Um, you know, sometimes we're not able to do anything except to make dua and raise our voice. So that's what we're gonna do. Mm-hmm. When you were talking about the whole, uh, you know, no one makes out alive, it was reminding me of Surah Al Asr, and I feel like it's it's a wonderful reminder. And Subhanallah, that surah is is volumes itself but yeah just as a closing note like time is limited man like i know everyone knows that i know everyone's gonna go you know we have jannah jahannam we have akhirah everyone knows that but how many people are aware of that how many people are constantly keeping that in the forefront of their minds how many people are acting like they they really internalize that and they acknowledge that it's not just like oh yeah i know like you know it's like a the right test on an exam but it's almost like who embodies that right mm. that's a mu'min so at the end of the day, like, that's all we're saying. And to Modi, you know, I don't know if you are watching this, subhanAllah, like, what makes you any different? What makes you an exception? You know? Yeah. Also want to extend a welcome to Modi in case he wants to come to Peshawar or uh, Afghanistan and sit down with us there and 
talk about this. Inshallah. 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 All right. Uh, <laughs> Rami, you want to wrap it up? Yes. Come on, keep doing it. waiting, looking at us. With that being said, Zakla Khair, Allahumma Atina for Dunya Hassan Abu for the Akhirati Hassan Awakina Adabinar, Assalamu alaikum rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. I think there's another thing too. It's it's the perseverance aspect too. Like we're more willing to stick through with things that we set out with an intention. It's impossible to have empathy for others if you're not patient. So my love, bless you for that. First of all, I agree with the fact that the whole thing you said about friends, where it's like if, if they're affecting you more than you're affecting them, then you should probably get some new friends. You want to be investing stocks, shares, bonds. You want to be investing in crypto because there's this thing called inflation, which means every year that passes by, the value of a dollar goes lower and lower and lower. And the reason being is because they're printing more money, right? That's why money is haram. At least the paper money is haram. Provided that you're actually there and you're being a good father and the mother's being a good mother, best conditions. And behind the mic, Hamza, Andreas, Zortzis, we will go in with our final three with brother Anhel, inshallah. It's not just a responsibility on you, it's a responsibility on all the children, especially your father. In our private area is very elastic and yeah, if you go too fast, the skin will literally crease up into like the edge of like the little clipper things and you will literally clip your skin. You don't want to be on YouTube or the internet or anything that, that amount of time, but it's, it's the, the fact is that's what we're doing.